Good morning. I have just a couple of quick announcements before we start the service. Uh, first announcement is today we begin our special collection for UNICEF for their work with Ukrainian uh, mothers and children who are at this point refugees and they will be, our monies will help provide um, health products, uh, educational materials, food, etc. for women and children who are the primarily displaced people at this point as most men had been conscripted to stay within the country to help with the war effort. And so that will go to refugee sites in and around Ukraine. Also, uh, as most of us who watch the news know, this past Friday, South County, Washington County, has become a high-risk zone for the virus. And um, with that in mind, we did get a letter from the bishop advising and what he's advising is basically um, it is up to you how you wish whatever you're comfortable with but it is advised that if you're in a um, indoor setting as a group that for your health and safety that you wear a mask we are not requiring it because it is not mandated but it is my obligation according to our lawyer john hines to let everybody know that it is advised that we do wear masks uh, while in church we will continue to stay the course as we've been doing all along, which is during communion, we'll continue with stations and the ministers of communion, myself and the lay Eucharistic ministers, will continue to mask at that time. And I do advise um, and request people to consider masking when coming up for communion as we wind up in a face-to-face -face situation. But other than that, nothing else has changed and um, we're gonna keep proceeding on and I will have more announcements about things coming up at the piece. So at this time, I invite everyone to stand and join in singing hymn 191 found in our blue hymnals.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you've prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises, which we exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Theratra and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. 
when she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the Revelation of John. In the spirit, the angel carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore. But the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 530. We will re-sing, I gotta pull up my book, excuse me. We'll sing the first 
three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. So it's hymn 530, verses 1 through 3 prior to the reading of the gospel. Please stand. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to Judas, not Iscariot, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In this morning's reading from Revelation, we heard John of Potmos's vision of the arrival of the heavenly kingdom. Let's take a moment and hear what he tells us. That the new Jerusalem will be a city that is lit by the light of God. There will be no darkness, and its gates will be open forever. And at the heart of the city of God is the Lamb, Christ our Lord. And all who have entered into the city will with one voice offer praise to God. And all nations and all leaders shall bring their glory to this place. As we look at this description of the kingdom, we also are looking at that which is our vision of what we look for and hope for through our faith in Christ. And if we read through Revelation, we find that there are the stories of the turmoil and the tribulations all leading to this moment. And in the same way that the story of Pentecost is the antithesis to the story of the Tower of Babel, the story in which all people of one voice are divided and scattered in their language, and then brought together under one voice by the Holy Spirit. The description of the city of God in which all live in peace and harmony with God and with creation is the opposite of the Garden of Eden. The garden which at the time of the fall was locked off to humanity. To the city of God, whose gates will always be open. And all who bathe in the blood of the Lamb, the waters of baptism, the river of life itself that flows directly from the Lamb, are able to enter this great and wonderful place. In the midst of our darkness, in the midst of a world that surrounds us today that is filled with chaos and uncertainty, it is this vision of John of Patmos that tells us there is still hope that we are working towards something. That this is, on some level, a promise from God. And if there is one thing that the Bible, salvation history, tells us, is that God always keeps God's promises. In the same way, God gave us Christ to restore the people of Israel 
to bring us back through the cross, able to be in relationship. It is actually through the work of Christ on the cross that the gates of the new Jerusalem are able to be opened to us. Now, someone asked me this morning, I'll be curious about how all three of these lessons go together. I'll let you in on a secret about the lectionary, especially at this time of year. It is not designed for the lessons to go together. The Old Testament is no longer put together in relation to the gospel as it once was. And the New Testament reading that we get each week is in chronological order as we read through the letters of Paul. So they're never actually meant to relate. But sometimes they do. Today's reading from Revelation begins to relate to today's reading from the gospel. As we began last week, we are now reading through as we do at the end of each Easter season through what we call the final discourse. Jesus' final words of comfort and hope and expectation to the disciples at the Last Supper. It is in this discourse that Jesus calls us, as he did last year, or last week, to love each other as he has loved us. And he talks about those who love me today will keep my word and my Father will love them. Next week, we should hear him call us to abide in him and he in us. What does it mean to abide in something? It literally means, as you go to the root words, to reside in. John, in his gospel, tells us when Thomas asks Jesus, where are you going? And Jesus says, I go to prepare a room for you. Or in other places we hear, in my Father's house are many rooms. We're beginning to build a parallel between the final discourse, the words of John's gospel with the words of Revelation for when we see the heavenly city. It is a city, city with many dwelling places. But what is it? as we enter into that city that we are called to dwell in. We would literally dwell in the love of God. We are called, as we walk into the city of God, to literally live within the context of God's love. Just like Adam and Eve, when they were created by God and placed in the Garden of Eden, lived within the context of the divine. For there they were in perfect harmony of one mind with God until Satan persuaded them to turn their back on the love of God and to try to become like God and now possess the knowledge of good and evil. But some will ask me, if the heavenly city is the vision, 
and we have been on this journey for well over 2,000 years. Why are the times we live in today so much like the times before? Why is it that darkness surrounds us, that a virus continues to hold this world captive, that it's seemingly this country and this world is becoming more and more angry and less and less compassionate? Why is it that once again this week, an act of hatred was perpetrated in Upper State New York. Perpetrated because one wished to shoot down those whose skin was darker than his. Why is there still darkness if we live in the context of the resurrection? Why is there still violence when the gates and the dams of the river of life have been opened for us, and the world should be filled with the peace of God. That comes in a very overlooked reality. And we see that reality in today's reading from the book of Acts. Not that this was ever meant to go to this, but what we see in the calling of Lydia this morning, or the conversion of Lydia by Peter, there is a mutuality in that conversion. Lydia and her friends are invited into the love of God. They are invited to be part of the resurrection, and they choose to be baptized. Next week, we'll see the opposite when somebody does not have agency in that choice. But just like Lydia, just like each and every one of us, just like the apostles, we each have choice. And it is God who has continued to call us to life and blessing, and it is we who have chosen otherwise to find other paths in the same way that Adam and Eve chose to eat of the forbidden fruit. And as long as humanity continues to make those choices, darkness will continue to surround us. But it is we who are of the light, who have been washed in the waters of baptism, who become the beacon, the illumination of the path of love itself. It is we who choose to abide in God and allow God to abide, abide in us that others are able to see and understand the path of love that eventually leads us to that place that we long for. This is not to say that we do not await a second coming. It is not to say that the salvation of this world is not dependent on a direct act of God. But it is also dependent on us. 
to be the bearers of the Holy Spirit, to be the conduits of God's light, and to bring others with us onto the path of love. And so the challenge we live with throughout our lives is a constant one. It is that of choice. Do we, as the baptized members of the body of Christ, continue to choose to allow God to abide in us? And do we continue to choose to abide in God? For when we allow ourselves to do, to do that, we find our way and lead others to that heavenly kingdom for which we wait. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy for the Holy Church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love and be found without fault at the day of your coming, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Michael, our presiding bishop, for Nicholas, our own bishop, for all bishops and other ministers, and for all the holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our divisions may cease, and that all may be one as you and the Father are one. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who do not yet believe, and for those who have lost their faith, that they may receive the light of the gospel we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
For the peace of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in positions of public trust, especially for Joseph, our president, and Daniel, our governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who live and work in this community, especially those involved with our hospitality and fishing industries, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a blessing upon all human labor and for the right use of the riches of creation, that the world may be freed from poverty, famine, and disaster, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, for those who are present and for those who are absent, that we may be delivered from hardness of heart and show forth your glory and all that we do, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our enemies and those who wish us harm, and for all whom we have injured or offended, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have commended themselves to our prayers, for our families, friends, and neighbors, that being freed from anxiety, they may live in joy, peace, and health, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer for Hope Choppy, Paul and Donna Brown, and Ed and Kara Similuka, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer for La Iglesia de la Ascension, Cranston, the Church of the Ascension, Wakefield, and St. Augustine's Kingston, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the communion of your church, especially Carol Taylor, Robert Considine, and Mar Martha Padgett. For those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To you, O Lord, our God. This morning we do ask your prayers for the refugees of Ukraine, for peace in the Ukraine, and for peace throughout the world where there is discord, and for all refugees who seek asylum in foreign lands. For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. 
We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also Please greet one another with the sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace. Please be seated. So as I announced at the start of the service, uh, our COVID is spreading throughout this area. And I'm sure by now everybody knows of somebody who has either just had COVID or in the midst of it. Um, the good news, because I was in a meeting with the bishop yesterday who keeps track of these things, is that according to the report of those who keep an eye on the sewage throughout the country, the sewage report is that we've passed our peak and we should be again seeing a decline in COVID over the next couple of weeks and by the end of June. I know, Tony, I think it's hysterical too. <laughs> <laughs> I do refer to it as the poop report. <laughs> so on that joyful note, uh, many things to announce this morning, and I hopefully I'll get through everything. Um, before I forget, though, I've been remiss, and Ron, to extend our gratitude to Eden for um, substituting for Tony the last two weeks at the keyboard. Her direction was greatly appreciated, and we do look forward to having her again this summer when Tony is on vacation. Next week is Memorial Day. And that means we have our youth patrol out um, ticketing cars that are not parked appropriately. Um, so next week when you come to church, please allow extra time. One, just because if it's a good day like today, the traffic getting to the beach will be terrible. But two, you'll need to pick up a pass to put on your dashboard that will say church parking. And they will see that and they will pass over you. You got the illusion. Thank you. They will pass over you, just like the angel of death in the Exodus story, and go ticket somebody else. But we do have overzealous, um, what are they, CRTs, and sometimes we do get ticketed. So we will begin printing those parking notifications this week. I do recommend, if there is space in the parking areas, please use those parking areas. Also, um, a reminder of the people who like to use the door right off the parking lot, if you key in, please make sure you relock the door. It needs to be maintained as locked for security purposes. We have had issues with people um, disrupting programs by coming in that door and disrupting the program, which could lead to a dangerous situation. So I do ask if you unlock a door, you relock it, especially exterior doors, for our health, all people's health and safety. Moving forward in this wonderful time, we have two great events coming up. On Thursday, that is the Feast of the Ascension. For those of you who are former Roman Catholics, that is a day of obligation. For Episcopalians, we highly recommend it. 
And so to encourage you to come and be with me on that day, we're having a spaghetti or pasta supper starting at six o'clock. And uh, we are working out a plan at this point. If the weather permits, we will set up seating outside so people can eat outside al fresco. It's a little caveat there. The um, preschool is having their graduation just before the dinner, so we'll have to figure that out. And all doors, if weather does not permit, we will have the doors in any um, way of opening up airflow through the um, parish hall will be open up. The dinner is free. Uh, if you have not already, sign up. There's a sign-up sheet on the table in the back, and you can also sign up through Eventbrite, which, can get, which the link is found in the e-net that you received in your email this week. We'd love to have an idea of how many are coming. And you can bring friends, or you can bring those weekend guests that come early and are going to stay for five days. Or you can clean your kitchen Thursday afternoon and it'll stay clean until you have to cook on Friday. So leave the cooking to us. Um, also, if you would like to grab a meal but don't feel comfortable staying because of the current situation, we will have a grab-and-go option. For those who wish to stay at 7 o'clock, we will have a um, brief service for the Feast of the Ascension. Um, It'll be a simple service. All are welcome to attend, uh, but it is not contingent to come to the Mass if you want to come to dinner. But I'm taking notes. Chef Ron? It's a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, try to make a pot of gluten-free pasta. Um, oh, yeah, but the meatballs are separate. So we've got some options that we're putting together. So hopefully we'll cover all options for plant-based. Um, we will have sauce without meat in it. So um, it'll be a couple of options there. Moving forward, on Friday, if you still want someone to cook for you as you're moving into the weekend, we have been invited this year to Congregation Beth David for our annual um, joint service of Shabbat. Um, this year, starting at 5 o'clock, that's a different time than I've been announcing, it's 5 o'clock. We will have a milk or dairy supper, which means that there won't be a mixture of meat and dairy. And um, they'll be providing that. There is a link in the e-net if you plan to come to sign up so they have a sense of numbers. We are discouraged from bringing food with us because um, all food that enters the synagogue must be kosher. Um, the dinner will be followed by a conversation with the rabbi and myself, and the topic, working topic outline is how to offer love in a world that's become so mean. And so that'll be a group conversation, and then we'll end the evening with a traditional Shabbat service um, with me preaching which is always interesting. But um, that is a wonderful night. If you have not been to one of those services in one of those evenings, absolutely if you're free, I highly recommend coming. It is just a great time. And the congregation is one of the most hospitable congregations I've ever been invited into. So please plan on joining us for that event. Looking ahead on June 7, 
we will be having our second in our first Tuesday of the month conversations, um, Finding Balance in an Uncertain World. Our speaker will be Patty Risica, who holds a doctorate in public health, her title being Public Health Taking Care of Everybody. It should be a wonderful evening and a wonderful conversation. So I invite everyone to please put that on your calendars. And also backing up on June 5th, that is Pentecost Sunday. I do invite everyone to wear red, just like the choir is. And that's the color of Pentecost. Also on that day, we will be formally welcoming our seminarian, Drake Douglas. Drake has just completed his first year of seminary at Yale, and we will be a fieldwork site for him throughout the year. This summer, he begins with us. He'll be here about two Sundays each month for June, July, and August. His responsibilities will be preaching. He will also be engaged in pastoral care and visiting, and he will also be working on some project yet to be determined. We're working with him on during the year that he is with us. I also am planning a special coffee hour immediately following that service, but I have no one who has volunteered to host. And so I do ask if anyone would be so willing to host that event. It's fairly simple. The table is already set up. It's just to receive the food as people bring in their baked goods and other food to offer onto the table and then help with cleaning up afterwards and actually being our coffee hour host. I do invite everyone who loves to bake but has no one to bake for um, to bring something to share. It's always wonderful. Our um, coffee hours are always heavy laden. So um, please note that it is June 5th. The first Sunday, so it's two weeks from today. Oh, thank you, Zoe. I appreciate that. And I want to thank whoever has been making coffee during the 8 o'clock service for me. It's been wonderful to find that. So, um, I think I've covered, oh, special offering today. As we've been saying, for the next six weeks, we will be taking a second offering. The first offering will be the brass plates. That is for our regular Sunday morning offering and your pledge. We will also then follow with the pewter plates, and that is for those who wish to um, help support the work of UNICEF in Ukraine, and we will be doing that collection through St. Peter's Day, the end of June. Um, the wardens and vestry have set a goal of $2,500. Without even passing a plate, we have raised over $1,500. And so I'm going to stretch that challenge, because I mean, if, if it's that easy to make 2,500, which we're pretty close to, let's stretch that goal to 4,000 and see if we can do it. So let's start looking towards not 2,500, we're gonna lift the bar to 4,000. So on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right, give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you, for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it 
and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. <coughs> this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ. Amen. the bread of heaven. 
blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. 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 Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. 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 The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of 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 Christ, the bread of heaven. Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The 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 body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The 
body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 400.
And before I give the dismissal, just a reminder, there are sign-up sheets in the back of the church, one for Thursday's dinner, and to the right of the exit, a sign-up for flowers and a sign-up for ministry. We do invite everyone, as Holly did today, to try signing up for a ministry you haven't tried before. And on that note, let us go forth in the name of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. <laughs>